2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on episode 31, season four of the Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the playoffs. Now we can say, uh, "Good evening, Richie." Well, it wasn't the finals week um, we wanted with the Warriors um, getting beaten, but besides that, I thought it was a decent first week, um, ending in one of the better final matches we've had in some time. First of all, how are you, and what did you think of the uh, the four matches we got to watch?
3: I'm well, thanks mate. Um, The first two matches, probably, well, the top four matches, probably not the results I was looking for. Um, The elimination finals were really good, really close, and and a lot of excitement there. Um, Yeah, and I think heading into the Warriors match, I I wasn't really expecting to beat the Panthers without Sean Johnson, but the closer the match, uh, you know, the closer the match came, I actually got my hopes up and it hurt a little, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so I hoping a for lot. a lot hoping for a better this week. Yeah, we'll we'll
2: go over it in a bit more detail um, where we go to the the picks results. Um, when I start throwing excuses everywhere. But um while we're here live on Wednesday evenings, eight PM we also catch our show at your convenience on iHeartRadio, Spotify, all those places. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know on the week that was rugby league, including our top stories of the week, a review of finals week one um, and round eight of the NRLW, and an update on our tips. We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys as well as questions we've prepared for each other. We'll then preview finals week two and make our tips before ending the night with a quick recap of Super League. Uh, so remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show and we may as well jump straight into the, the top stories, Richie. Yeah, mate. Sounds good to me. Because there's less games this week, I knew our show would be um, a bit shorter, so I tried to get as much news as I can to kind of spread it out a bit, just to, to help Paul out. Um, we're still trying to crack that two hours, which he's said is our target, but um, we'll, we'll try. Um, so uh, we haven't really got too much more development so far, but the NRL's in process of investigating a pitcher that was circulating um, on social media of cowboy um, player Valentine Holmes holding a bag of um, white substance. Um, he since deleted the picture and said it was a prank. Um, the Cowboys have advised that they're assisting the NRL in their investigation. Um, I assume there's going to be a fine um, coming his way. You, He said it's not what everyone says it is, um, but you can't prove that it was or wasn't. So this they're still going to get him on the bringing the NRL into disrepute, um, I believe. But what's mm. your take on it? I mean, there was a great quote from Paul Gallen saying that um, social media is uh, not good for NRL players and they should really keep their phones at home when they're yeah. they're going out. Um, yeah. But here, yeah, what's your take on it?
3: There was also a great quote from from Rob, from Ruin Hammer. He's in the chat. He was in our chat yesterday saying these rugby league players aren't very smart. Um, I agree with him. <laughs> um, yeah, it's coming up with a story that it was a prank. Uh, I don't know whether you buy that or not, but if it is a prank, it's a pretty dumb one given yeah. what we've seen with players, uh, in, in recent history, um, the cheese cam Munster, um, uh, yeah, no good's gonna come of anything like that. But also um bad Mondays and um bad Mondays and white substances just seem to go hand in hand, I think.
2: Yeah, which is basically what Simon just said, and yeah, Bruce said it was just fake gear, you guys. Yeah. Um sure. It, i a hundred percent believe in in that I think.
3: But
2: <laughs> it's just a silly thing to do, you know. We've kind of been able to get away from it a bit this season uh, on the standoff. But last year, I know there was a lot of weeks where we were not defending, but just having to talk about stupid things that these players get up to. It's like Ruth said, you know, they're not the brightest. Um, yeah. Jacko said Val will get a suspension for sure. Really bad look for the code. Something something. is funny, but it's just stupidity beyond belief. 100%. Are you, how
0: are you supposed to fill the off season if they don't do stupid shit?
2: Well, yeah. yeah we we want to we like to have a break from time to time paul um (laughs) but yeah it's yeah it's stupid should never have done it um but yeah we'll i'm sure we'll get to talk about it either next week or the week after whenever a decision's made on on what punishment he's given um Next bit of news, though, Latrell Mitchell was going to miss the end of year internationals to deal with a hand injury. I saw there was a bit more of an update on he's basically got three options to wear like a little splint on his finger, um, have surgery, or just get it cut off um, like uh, Mr. Crichton did a few years ago. Um, what's your take on that? I Would you have picked him in the Australian team right now?
3: Um, yeah, if he was fit, I think, I think you do, Yeah, uh, on form, no, but for who he is and, and what he's done and, and what, what, he, what, can he, do. what yeah. he can do, um, yeah, of course you'd pick him, but yeah, I, I think they'll try and see what they can do about getting his hand fixed before they look at the amputation route. Um, yeah. Brad, what have you been doing, mate?
2: I live in the main streets of Auckland, mate. You got to. <laughs> <laughs> got keep your head on a swivel. Uh.
3: Um, yeah, because I was I was reading about the the story of his injury and and the whole amputation thing, and I think it having the having the pinky amputated affects quite a lot of your your you know ball handling and and you know probably having an effect on his passing game, and that's that's kind of what he's known for. So uh, yeah,
2: yeah, I feel that it'll be he'll be going down the surgery route. Yeah, um, myself. Um, you know, you miss the internationals, but get the surgery and should be back. Um, you know, and ready for the the big the big Vegas trip, um, which we'll probably see more little baggies of white powder. I'm sure uh, <laughs> um, when they go to Vegas, but
3: more than likely, um,
2: yeah, we'll we'll obviously keep a, keep our ear to the ground on the progress on what route he takes there. Um, and uh, Paul said, "Who cares about internationals? We do.
3: We do very much so."
2: Uh, the Kiwis might be the only hope for uh, men in black um this year so we, we've got to do what we can <laughs> um next bit of news uh, Mitchell Pierce um I know we've talked about him a, a few times this season talking about where he was going to end up in the nRL um but he's announced his retirement at the end of the super league season um I think I assume he you reckon he'll end up back helping in a capacity with an NRL club like I don't, not, not saying a coach, but you know how they bring the players in and these little side gigs. Do you think he'll end up coming back somewhere?
3: Oh, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, you know, he's a, for the most part, he's a respected figure in the game and premiership winner and um, rep player. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. But um, yeah, I we'll wish him all the best in retirement either way. Um, what is he, like 35 now? So I th- believe so. He's
2: had a hell of a career. Know, he he's seen, there's been some ups and downs and some off field incidents, but <laughs> yeah. um but yeah, and uh Simon said he could see Mitchell Pierce ending up playing domestic French League um club. It's what players have done before. Yeah, like James Maloney, you know, retired yeah. and now he's playing um in the domestics. Never know. Um I'm sure we will we'll find out more, but yeah, congrats on a on a big career. Um And we'll move on. Um, We'll talk about some of your family now. Um, Yeah, Uncle Peter. Peter Sterling was in line um, to be asked um, to present the Churchill medal at this year's grand final after Rod Churchill has been advised by the NRL that after his Latrell Mitchell comments um, a while back, they kind of want to move on from him being the presenter. Um, Sterlow has actually come out and said no, (laughs) (laughs) though. that he's not available um, so he must be busy on that day and um, next on the list was Cliffy Lyons so we'll see if Cliff um, accepts the, the honour of um, handing the day the Churchill medal out um, what's your take on um, your, your relative saying no
3: well maybe he just doesn't want to do it I don't know but yeah, let's see with Cliffy Lyons how good was Cliffy Lyons this is a name I haven't heard of in a while but geez. He was fun to watch. Outstanding player. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's see if he takes on the responsibility.
2: Yeah, because I know when I first heard about it, they were talking about the new idea was um, starting from the first Clive Churchill winner and then every year having um, the next year's player be the one present. So Mm. Sterling, then Lions Mm. and so on and so forth. I like the idea. Yeah.
3: they should just well, put yeah. some put some pride on the award and, and get mannering to hand it out. Nice.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, um, we'll see what happens with it. it it's a good idea. Um, I know a lot of players pride themselves in when they win it, so it'd be good to see the the former winners of the past come out and celebrate the the future ones. But that would rule tell, out that would rule out mannering then. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, and I, I try not to, but there are there is dragon news, mate. Um, Shane Flanagan's <laughs> announced um, that he plans to sign another four or five players for the Dragons before next season starts. He's already announced one, which we'll talk about in the signing segment. So we get two two doses of Dragons this week. Um, but what's your your take on that news? Um, there's not uh, there's not really that much talent out there for the picking um there, there's plenty of players don't get me wrong but not really the change your your club type players that already, the dragons need
3: already downplaying the dragons recruitment eh? this is the, this, the re- spring 2024. This, this is the rebirth brad hey eh? <laughs> we're, we're on
2: the rise maybe maybe we'll see we'll see um but yeah good good luck to him i guess Trying to sound as positive as I can um, and quickly move on. Uh, Angus Crichton, we just briefly talked about him before. Um, and um, Jacko said, Yeah, Flandre trying to sign some decent players. Is that news? Not really. But I know there's a lot of Dragons fans on here. Um, Paul's helping me out. The Dragons were 0 and 12 on the road this season. Um, it was a great stat. But yeah, Angus Crichton, he's rumored to be close to um, signing a deal with Rugby Australia from 2024. Um, the Roosters reportedly are willing um, to release him early from his contract to go, um, but only if he doesn't join another in our offside. So they're like, we're happy to let you go, but you've got to leave the code, um, which I think is fair. They, they got they got a little bit of control due to the fact that he's still got, I think it's only one more year. It might be one or two. I, yeah. I didn't check, but um, there was some noise about um, some other younger players in the Roosters at the... The rugby are, are keen to take so by letting him go really it kind of frees up a bit of cash to make sure those younger ones stay which um i think it's probably a good move for both crichton's not really been playing like the the old crichton you know that mm. was kind of dominating a lot he, He's kind of fallen behind the pack a bit so yeah um and Rugby Australia's kind of taking anyone that's got two legs at the moment. So,
3: well, he was a, a schoolboy rugby star, I believe. Um, he was,
2: yes, he, yeah. he he did he did play union.
3: Um, so we know he goes well in the code. It would have been a while, so maybe I don't know. Maybe it's maybe he takes some time to readjust. But um, yeah, the only thing is going to Rugby Australia is that <laughs> that's um, a bit of a poison chalice that. Um, you know, Rugby Australia. Yeah, maybe, maybe with him and Sawalhi, they might, they might see an upturn in, and, and form. But I think it would take more than that.
2: I think so. Um, and and Ruse said he'll walk straight into the the Wallabies, um, which is probably true. Um, I, I don't follow the I don't follow the Rugby Union enough anymore to even talk about how good or bad the Wallabies are going. Um, but that that's more for you and Paul. um yeah I hope he does well um move on um Anthony Milford from the Dolphins uh rumored to be close to signing with the Lee Leopards in the Super League next season not that much of a surprise I know there was a lot of raised eyebrows when he did sign with the Dolphins Mm. and I felt like he was always going to be a filler um in the halves until they thought Katoa was ready and I think Katoa is more than proof that he's already ready to go so Mm makes sense to, to move Milford on and let um, Katoa and O'Sullivan kind of take over that halves, halves pairing. Um, I'm,
3: for, I'm sure he'll do well over there too at, at the Lee Leopards. Um, yeah. I reckon he, yeah. I reckon he'll go over there and do quite well.
2: Yeah, he, he'll crush it in Super League. So um, mm. good luck to him on that journey. Um, we'll go to Warriors talk now, Matt. So um, yep. the Warriors Knights Finals match this week sold out 30 minutes after tickets um, were open to the public. Um, members had a 24-hour window to get tickets first, um, thankfully. Um, a lot of noise from people that missed out um, with calls that the game should have been moved to Eden Park. Um, but you snooze, you lose. Um, yep. Which, you know, I-, I can say as someone who got tickets, maybe if I didn't get tickets... so wouldn't be as happy but it was announced today um that there's going to be a free event at Eden Park um called Waz Under the Stars um and you can go watch you can go watch the Warriors game at Eden Park on the big screen um it's completely free but you still have to get tickets so they they know how many people they got going um So, yeah, I've I've been told that the tickets will be on sale uh, on Ticketmaster from tomorrow. Um, And, um, yeah, it's a free event. So if you missed out on tickets and you want to go watch it in a big crowd, um, go along. Um, Personally, you couldn't pay me to go to Eden Park, so um, (laughs) I'm I'm not going to be there. Uh, Yeah, I have tickets to Mount Smart, so that's where I'll be. Um, what's your take on first how quick it sold out? People that can't get tickets, and then this, this new event with um, rugby trying to get on the the Warriors bandwagon.
3: Uh, it's not surprising at all how quickly it sold out, given how well uh, the Warriors home games have been selling this year, and with it being a home home finals match, it it would be even it would be an even hotter ticket, wouldn't it? So, um, yep, not surprised at all, and. I think the um, was under the Stars things a, is a cool idea uh, as a free yeah. event to, um, you know, I mean, there's going to be, like you say, a lot of people that missed out on tickets, um, and it's it's good for all the um, the people that want to go go along and watch it. Um, there's a big buzz around the WAS as they're called nowadays, uh, so I think it's great. Um, you know, we've had some we've had some lean years where support hasn't been at such a, you know, at the level it's at. So I think it's awesome.
2: Yeah. And um, Jacko and Roo have both asked questions, which we've saved for our question segment um, in a bit. But yeah, going back to that, like the the dry years, I think there was a, a picture popped up in my Facebook memories that I sent to you um, and Rue and Hammer. There was, it was the final round years ago, um, final round game at Mount Smart. And I took a picture of the row I sit in, you know, we've had the same seats for like 18 years I was the only one in my row because you didn't even want to come you know um (laughs) picking family over so to go like selling out um 30 minutes after going public you know flashing back to those moments where I could lie down um on my row and have complete control is um amazing to and it just yeah it shows how 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 well they've been going um Mm.
3: And there's well, yeah. there's been quite a few there's been quite a few moments like that too, hasn't there, Brad? Uh yeah. Where it's been us two and not a lot of other people in our row. <laughs> yeah. There's been more than a fair share of those.
2: Exactly. And yeah, Simon said it'll be fascinating if the Warriors can fill two sports stadiums in Auckland. If they can do that, it'd be really cool. Yeah, I'm hoping they get a decent crowd to that one at Eden Park, as much as I give Eden Park shit for being horrible. Um if they it, it would be be bad if they do this event and you know they get like 50 people that bother to show up so i'm hoping they get a decent crowd you get to sit on on the grass and stuff and all that and and watch it and all that stuff so be a good time um especially if you couldn't get tickets and you don't want to be um raped and pillaged by these um scalpers that are trying to you know sell tickets for a thousand dollars and things like that Mm, Um, not cool I don't know what price I could give my tickets away for, but um, it, it would have to be pretty high um, to rip me away from that. But yeah. Yeah. Um, DM me if you want to give me lots and lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Paul said, I see why you go to a live game, but why watch at a stadium instead of your sofa? I think it's just if you want to go and get in the moment and the crowd, you know, like they do those watch parties for World Cups and stuff. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And the weather's meant to be good, um, touching wood. So, um, yeah, it could be a good night. But um, we'll move on. Um, The Tina Turner musical um, has been announced as the NRL um, Grand Finals lead entertainment act this year. I think it's a good move, you know, with um, Tina's um, passing and the connection she had with NRL, you know, Mm. um, all those years ago. I think it's a a good gesture and um, good entertainment. So um, what's your take on that?
3: Well after after State of Origin and the um feedback they got, I, I knew it wasn't gonna be six sixty. Um but yeah, no, that's a cool little nod to Tina Turner and obviously her you know the simply the best is is synonymous with, with rugby league. So yeah, it'll be cool.
2: Yeah, definitely. And then lastly, before we get into signings, injuries and whatnot, there's a new NRL contracting model that could make things a bit muddier. Um I, I've looked at a little bit of it and it's confusing. I haven't got all the details yet. So um, we'll cover it in more detail next week, Richie, when when I have a bit more. Yeah. But yeah, it looks very confusing. Um, it's basically um, the gist that I've got so far is if a player get, is getting an offer from another team, they have to give their current team like 10 days notice or something. And then their current club, and that time has the chance to offer another contract to let them like backflip or, or something it's i i don't know i don't know how it's going to work don't know what it means um so i'm going to investigate a bit more this weekend hmm. um once we get a bit more info and we'll talk about it more next week because yeah we've only got one game or two games to review next week so we'll, we'll have some time hmm. um so we'll move on to signings dragon's back They've signed Kyle Flanagan on a two-year deal. Um, shock, horror. Um, the new coach has hired his son. It's a trend in the NRL. Um, and I, I don't mind Flanagan. I, I think he's kind of been getting um, a bit bit of a rough deal where he's been. Um, and, yeah, if if he's going to have any chance to try to make it in the NRL, surely it's got to be at a club that needs help and has his dad at the helm. But what's your take on on Kyle
3: following daddy. Uh, yeah, well, I probably could see it coming. Hey, um, Where where he goes, where he plays, I'm not sure. Obviously, Ben Hunt has said he will still be there next year. So I think maybe Kyle's looking at a backup half spot. Uh, but yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I, did, I, I didn't want to bring that up because I didn't want to talk about Dragons too much. Ben Hunt came out again and said that he doesn't want to be there. But he's not allowed to go, so he will be there. So he went from, yep, let's go, um, to, yeah, no, I still don't want to be here, but I'm being forced to stay. So, yeah, who knows? They might get to a point where they're like, no, bugger it, Ben, you're you're bringing the mood down in the club.
3: Let's just let you go. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, Who knows?
2: But, yeah, a good opportunity um, for Flanagan. And, yeah, Jacko said he could make a very good nine. Yeah, apparently he's been playing a lot of nine – down in reserve grade and doing quite well i know it's a different level but um yeah it could be a good option um for them so we'll see what happens uh, i wish him i wish him well um mm. and uh next so i only had uh, two more really hudson young's extended his stay with the raiders until the end of 2027 I think it's a good move for him and for the club yep. I think he's been doing really well and then the Panthers have confirmed the signings of uh, Brad Schneider on a two-year deal and Paul Alamotti on a one-year deal um, I I never criticize any signings the Panthers do they seem to grab anyone they want and turn them into um, decent first graders so I um, think it's great for Brad Schneider going in Coming, he's going come back yeah he's going to be that um, Sean O'Sullivan Jack Cogger, Yeah, position where you're you're sitting behind Clary, and you play if he goes down injured or he's an origin, um, and Mm. get sit under the learning tree of one of the better halfbacks in the NRL right now. So um, great for him. And poor Alamotti. um, I think he's he's very talented from what he started the year with the Bulldogs, and I don't know if he's got a lack of maturity or just a dip in form, and that's seen him like kind of be on the outer with the doggies, but. It's just another another great um, signing. He can learn a lot from the Panthers.
3: Yeah. Yeah, if uh, any system's going to pull the best out of someone like him uh, and develop him well, that, that's one of the clubs you'd want to go to.
2: Yeah, and um, it's only one year, so you know if he hits the ground running, he can either get an extension with the Panthers or get a decent pay rise at another club. Um, mm. So I think it, it's a good move for both. Not a lot of risk from either side um and that sign and jacko said dogs letting alamotti and avarillo go is strange but i guess gus knows best yeah alamotti i can see letting go they got you know chryson and that coming in but i don't know why they let go but yeah from um things i've heard from people that are closer with the club even if they offered him you know a decent pay packet it sounds like the dolphins were offering more so he probably still would have gone anyway in that
3: aspect but I think think he'll do really well at the Dolphins too, just quietly.
2: I think so. Um, So, yeah, um, congrats to all of them. Injury warded. we've got quite a few. Um, I've reduced it down because there were quite a few, but I've reduced it to teams that are still involved in the finals, um, unless it was a real big injury. Um, But the first one, uh, probably the the worst one and the one that – was the most upsetting for me to see happen. But Ryan Pappenhausen from the storm, he's had surgery on his fractured right ankle and is hopeful to be training again in the new year, which is a great improvement. You know, when it happens, they were talking, it was a compound fracture and that's, in some cases it's, that's been um, career ending. So the fact that it wasn't a compound fracture is um, a light at the end of the tunnel for him there, but it's just, it sucks for him. Um You know, having all that time off coming back and then getting sniped by one of your own players. Um, Yeah, it was devastating. Um, But, yeah, what's your take on poor Pap?
3: Uh, Devastating is the right word. Um, Watching the game, seeing him go down, and and obviously in a lot of pain, it was heartbreaking to watch. Someone who's just come back from a 14-month layoff. Um, I hope he comes back and comes back confident, it'd be easy to see a couple of pretty big leg, leg injuries uh, eat away at the confidence of somebody like uh, Pat, Pappy who relies so much on his speed. But, uh, yeah, I just wish him all the best in his recovery and hope he comes back uh, stronger and better.
2: Yeah, and um, Ruiz mentioned, you're thinking, Yo, yeah, yeah, that's Absolutely. the guy I was thinking of when, you yeah. know, it was a freak accident that his one <clears> happened and um never got to play again, which you know, it was really unfortunate because he was really hitting his straps. Um, But yeah, nothing, nothing, but um, good wishes towards Pap. And hopefully he comes back um, and gets to play some more regular um, footy. It's, I don't want to put him in that Tommy Turbo category because he has had a few injuries. Like this one was a freak accident. It wasn't like a, he pulled a muscle, you know, trying to get an intercept or, you know, slipping in the shower or running down the, down the bars like Tommy Tomi does. it was you know um his grubby player doing a grubby move and unfortunately mm. him getting getting in the crossfire um so yeah mm. hope nothing nothing but the best for him
3: there you got to be careful around these props they clumsy, you see
2: that was a great grubby tackle that he did he just you know he didn't need to do what he did at the time um like the tackle was already done he didn't need to like slide in at the ankles and like take everybody out. It was a bulldozer move that only props can do. Um, we are the best at it. Collateral damage is our forte. Um, but, yeah, good luck, Pap. Um, another Storm player um, went down, and that was Xavier Coates. He suffered a high ankle sprain, and he he's not playing this week, but there's also a chance he might not feature again this season. Yeah. Um, they think it could be a, a season-ender. Unfortunate for him, um, and a big out for
3: for the Storm. This season may end this weekend anyway.
2: Potentially. Um, And then uh, this one, it happened after our show, which is what always happens um, with our bloody show. But uh, (laughs) Sean Johnson, um, you know, injured his calf during training, (laughs) um, which saw him miss the the match last week against the Panthers. He has been named again this week, but um, there's a lot of cloak and daggers around if he's going to be fit. They're going to give him every chance to play. Personally, I see him playing at Southern Death, you know. Um, it takes a lot for players to to not want to play in that game. Um, so the way he, he's not limping around and stuff. I know it's limping, uh, walking around's a bit different to running around on the field, kicking and whatnot. So, mm. um, yeah, fingers and toes all crossed that he's playing this, this sad day. But what was your take on, on that heartbreaking news? Yeah. Um,
3: yeah I, I feel like it really took away from <clears throat> what we do when we're at our best, you know he's he's just the icing on the cake. he drives our team around. Uh, he's the finish to our sets you know if when we're forcing line dropouts or or th- you know things like that or he's putting on a a plate to, to score tries it's it's been shown this year, so uh, as soon as he went down, I got that bad feeling in my stomach that we would, it would be very tough for us to compete, and yeah, we, we did find it very hard, whether or not Sean would have made that much of a difference, you don't know, because the Panthers were very, very, very good, but yeah, this weekend coming, we we definitely need him out there, so um, um, I've got everything crossed, like you said
2: yeah and um, Jacko said SJ must be playing or why is our next best halfback not in reserves um there is a question that um Rue put through um about Voltman so we'll talk about that a bit more later but I think I'm not in the coach's box um Webby doesn't return my calls anymore but um I think it's more about his defense maybe that he was worried but against the Knights, I don't think that would have been as big a concern. Um, so it does surprise me he wasn't even on the extended. Um, but they might have just decided that right now Volkman's not what they need, and they're confident in Walker and Tamati. Maybe not what I would go with, but I think your questions around that as well. So um, I'll avoid that for a little bit. Yep. But um, next uh, we'll go through some Roosters um, who haven't who didn't get injured. Um, poor Roosters. So. Um, they're going to be, this week they're out, um, Ali is out, he got a head knock, so he's got the 11-day stand down. Um, Billy Smith broke his jaw, mm. um, played on with a broken jaw, but he will be out. And then um, Joey Manu, I believe, is not playing either because he um, re-injured his hamstring. Um,
3: that's, some, that's some heavy artillery out of their outside backs, isn't it? Would be nice to be playing them instead of the Knights.
2: Yeah, um, but the Knights also have a couple out too. Um, Jackson. Yeah. As you're about to talk about. Yeah. Um, I'm just checking, making sure. Um, yeah. So, um, Manu is not even named on the extended. I couldn't remember yeah. if they had him on the extended just in case, but yeah, nice. So Jackson Hastings re-injured his ankle, um, and, um, will miss this week. And the Lachlan Fitzgibbon is also out, um, after hurting his shoulder, which he's had a bit of a shoulder complaint for a yeah. while, um, so yeah, we just talked about a lot of big outs for the Roosters. A lot of those are two um, key figures in the Knights too. Yeah, um, I think clone has been
3: has been going well when Hastings not been available though. So yeah, I think I think they'll still go okay there.
2: Yeah, I, I think that it's not a, a write off saying okay, well, you know, the Warriors just have to show up. I think it's still going to be a tough battle um, yeah. without those two. As long as you got that uh, that little guy in headgear out the back, there's always a threat with the with the knights. So yeah, um, yeah, a lot of injuries there. And then we get to naughty boy corner. There's one boy and one girl. Um, I think the boy one might go a bit longer, so I'll go with the girl. So um, Bronco NRLW player Aneta um, Nuaswala. hip drop, two week ban, um, pretty straight cut as as we're used to. But yep. Jack Whiten. Um, or biting, as everyone's calling him now, um, he was sent straight to judiciary for an alleged bite on Tyson Gamble. Um, it was a bit of an interesting uh, court case with him um, having digs at the the judge and whatnot about have you ever played footy and all that, explaining that he didn't bite um, and that Gamble had his like arm in his in his mouth and was like forcing pressure and that's what created the bite mark. Which he did. Uh, Which he did. Uh, I can see that argument. Um, The judiciary didn't care for such such news and gave him a three-match ban. Um, And um, apparently the Rabbitohs, because they're now going to be this, the Raiders kind of get out of jail on this one um, because it's not their problem anymore with White and leaving. But the Raiders, uh, the Rabbits are trying to um, see if they can get the all-star match that Whiten would normally play in counter towards his ban. Um, we'll see if that happens or not. Um, but even if that does happen, he'll miss um, the Vegas trip. So um, what was your take on on the whole bite situation? Um, we talk a bit about more of it in our review because I think that's where the momentum swung.
3: Mm.
2: After that happened, that's when the Knights got back into the game. But um, yeah, I can... I can see what Wynum was saying and I, I've heard a lot of people that have played NRL come out and defend him. Um, Gordon Tellis, I think said that he even went and did the science and um, was yeah. sitting in his house and biting himself in the arm and um, all that stuff and <laughs> said he can see his point of view. But um, And then I think Peter Crawley was saying that Gamble should have been penalized for a head of high. <laughs> so it was, it's, I don't know. I don't know about it. Uh, it's, it's not something I've done, believe it or not. We can put that on the list of thug things Brad hasn't done. I have not bitten anybody on the on the field. Um, but, yeah, what's your take on all of it?
3: I think he's probably had a little bit of a nibble, but I also feel like Tyson Gamble, having him in a bit of a headlock in his, his forearm and his mouth and, and applying pressure plays a little bit of a part too. So you probably don't escape a suspension. Um but maybe the little part that Tyson Gamble played is a little bit of a mitigation. But I think you still get—you still get some suspension for that, don't you? You could see yeah. like some marks on his arm.
2: Yeah, and um, like Jacko said, it was a grapple tackle, um, which is illegal. Yeah, so it's a—you uh, did something that you should have got a penalty against you for, and in the process of it, you—you you got um, a bit of a nibble so it's two wrongs don't make a right as they say but yeah I, I don't know what's going on there was a few uh, throughout the weekend there was a few calls that didn't get get picked up there was a a, a decent head high on Joseph Tapani which you know busted his, his yep. nose open and they didn't get a penalty for that either so I, I don't know um no excuses, I guess. But we'll move We'll move on. That was all the news. I still kept it to around 35 minutes, which is my goal every week. So I managed well, to stretch gosh. it out. We'll go into finals week one, um, starting with the uh, Broncos wiping the floor with the Storm
3: 26-0. Did they ever. Uh, it was four tries to nil. Uh, Katoni Staggs, Reese Walsh, Jordan Ricky, Selwyn Cobo, four pretty regular contributors this year. Four from four. Conversions for Adam Reynolds, one penalty goal, 8-0 at halftime. It was, yeah, shut out.
2: Yeah. Um, strong effort from Brisbane here showing their class. They did have a few um, too many errors in them, um, which saw a few of their scoring chances go to waste, but they showed a lot of improvement in their defensive structure, which I think was is the goal. That's what they needed to work on if they want to go all the way this year. So, um, yeah. Yeah credit to them. It was uh yeah, a, a dominant performance. Not their best, mm. but to um, beat the storm um twenty six nil in the finals there's nothing to sneeze at. So well mm. done Brisbane. Um your thoughts on Brisbane?
3: I th- I think it, it, it takes a lot of balls to um to tip a tip a team that's on a fourteen or fifteen uh fifteen game or fifteen year skid against against the, the other team. I'm happy I'm the one that, that tipped the Broncos this week. Uh, I knew it was going that way. <laughs> yeah, they got rid of the hoodoo in a big, big way. Um, massive effort to keep the Storm to zero. Uh, class and spades on both sides of the ball. Even even with a few errors, they did make some, some errors. But as soon as they click, the points come so easily for them. And and they got the defense as well. So. Very scary. Yeah. This, if we beat the Knights, this, that's that's what we're facing. So,
2: yeah, um, be a be a tough match for the Warriors or the Knights. Whoever wins this week to face the, the Broncos in Brisbane. Um, but your thought on the Storm?
3: By their standards, very inept display of attack. Um, they never really look like breaching the Broncos' defence, um, and and then there's the injuries on top. So probably the worst attacking display I've seen from a storm side. But you've got Coates getting injured and, and mainly Pappenhausen, as we already spoke about. Yeah, not not the greatest night at the office for, for the guys from Melbourne and, and their fans. It would be a, be a bit of a heartbreaking night. And it's a tough one to bounce back from. We know they bounce back well. So uh, let's see how they respond this weekend.
2: Yeah, it was quite possibly one of the worst players I've ever seen from the Storm. Um, They were very UnStorm-like, which Jacko's kind of made a point saying they were awful and had a couple of poor games this year. I believe I've used that phrase UnStorm-like a couple of times this season. Many times. Um, Yeah, they made the same amount of errors as the Broncos, but they looked like strangers. They were like Harry Grant passing out a dummy half to nobody and things, which you don't see from a guy like him. Um, they look like strangers out there. Couldn't defend. Um, a big bounce back's needed this week, as you said, and it's rare to see the Storm play two shocking games in a row. So I expect to see an improvement, but to be honest, it's not hard to improve from this, is it?
3: No. Um, it's pretty bottom-of-the-barrel stuff from them.
2: Yeah, and, um, yeah, Jagger said Ollum back in, some crunching hits. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't pick him. Um, in that game against the Storm, uh, the Broncos, I, I, I'm not saying that they would have won if he was out there, but I think he could have fixed a lot of their um issues on that edge defense. Um, but yeah, it's a woulda, coulda, shoulda moment. Um, your player to stand out,
3: Reynolds. Um, you, you got it, yeah, he's awesome. Man. He's, he, they've got so much X factor in that team, but what a conductor to have. Um, perfect off the boot, he, he completes that team. And he coaches them too, apparently.
2: Yes, that's always my argument when people tell me that uh, Walters needs to be the Delian Coach of the Year. It's like Adam Reynolds coaches the team. Yeah. Um, Cobbo came out at the beginning of the year and said, you know, Walters is a great guy, but he ain't a coach. Um, you know, so you can't, can't pick him <laughs> as Delian Coach of the Year, guys. But yeah, um, my guy that stood out was... Um, Reese Walsh uh, I I kind of had a feeling that one of us would go with Walsh one of us would go to Reynolds I get to give you my notes so I get to pick first so um I went with Walsh uh, the kids are talent we know that um I know he's already worried about potentially facing the Warriors in his first ever time um in a make it or break it game um but kid's got talent all over the park um he has since that big blow-up he has seemed to have taken a bit more control of his emotions which is his weakness um apart from defensive frailties um yeah letting his emotions he's a bit more of a, a, a Cody Walker when like he he loses his rag everything falls apart but he's improved in that so it's hard to knock him um yeah mixed emotions with that guy but He's had a hell of a year, so um, yeah, I had to pick him.
3: Mm, fair enough. Uh,
2: next game, Panthers defeating the the Warriors, thirty-two to six.
3: Now, poor Warriors. <laughs> it wasn't great viewing. Five tries to one. Brian To'o, Liam Martin, Sunia Turuva with two, and Nathan Cleary. Only the one try for for us. Wade Egan.
2: Yeah, very impressive performance from the reigning premiers. Um, it was almost perfect, um, which I think is a quote I've heard a lot of people say about them. Um, they just know how to apply pressure. They weren't they weren't flashy a lot, but they just choked the life out of the Warriors here. Um, yeah, very, very thorough, very methodical. Um, yeah, Rue said absolutely clinical. That's yeah probably the best way to describe it. They were just, yeah, near on perfect. Um You know, we'll talk about it when we talk about the Warriors, but basically almost um, all of the Panthers' tries came basically immediately off um, errors from the Warriors. Like
3: Mm. they,
2: um, yeah, just relentless. Um, But he'll take on the Panthers.
3: I've got to start reading what you write before I write my stuff because it's almost the same.
2: (laughs) That's why I give you my notes.
3: (laughs) I don't always read them, Brad. I I just put my stuff down. yeah, I thought it was a professional display of finals footy from the backs back champs. Uh, they showed the golf and finals experience between the two teams, and then I said they essentially squeezed the life out of the Warriors, which is pretty much what you said as well. Um, I won't say more because <laughs> you, you don't, just you don't really. Need what I say anyway. They need <laughs> to. We all saw it. It was it was hard to watch.
2: <laughs> yeah, and okay, your take on the Warriors.
3: Um. Yeah, for me, it was it was noticeable how much we missed Sean Johnson's direction and, and kicking game to finish off sets. Without him, we just didn't seem to get in, get into the right areas and apply any pressure on the Panthers. Uh, we gave up errors in our own half and against this team, that will more more often than not lead to points, and that, that was the case. Um, yeah, it's it was a tough watch, that's for sure. So, hopefully, hopefully Sean is good to go, and and we see a good bounce back performance this weekend.
2: Yeah, it was tough watch um, as a Warriors fan, obviously, um, but they were just outplayed. Um, they made way too many mistakes, um, which has been a trend all year. I think I, I sent you a, a picture.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
2: um in the weekend when i was um writing my review i was working out i went back and looked at every error made in every game and um they averaged just over 10 errors a game which Mm. isn't great um admittedly there are other teams doing the same that are as successful in terms of being in the top four and whatnot um the broncos are prolific at making errors Mm. but um usually with the warriors they make those errors but their defense is good enough um to kind of save them from it, where you can't do that in finals footy against top four teams. Um, they'll punish you. So they need to fix that this week. Um, but not all down in the dumps. I thought they did show a lot of hard-on defense.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, there was a lot of times when the Panthers were just pounding their line and they managed to keep them out. Um, so that is something to take some pride in. Um, but yeah, that first half onslaught, it was too little, too late. Um, you know, they got that nice little try um, in the second half, but yeah, not enough. Um, and yeah, a big game's needed this week if they want to keep their season alive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, um, yeah, we got heaps of comments. Um, you know, Jacko said too many basic errors and halves were their best average kicking game. Fatal recipe against the Panthers. Yeah, the kicking yeah. game was non existent, which yeah. wasn't much of a surprise.
3: We um, we were saying that we were worried about that leading into the game, weren't we, Brad? Like where yeah. who's who's gonna kick like Sean, where are our points gonna come from? And it, it played out pretty much, you know, how you'd expect a Sean Johnsonless Warriors to to play.
2: Yeah. And yeah, um someone metalhead said yeah, he agreed with Jacko and said when he saw Will Walker and TMM kicking, he said to himself, it's gonna be a long eighty minutes. Yep. Um, I and mean, as you guys know when you watched last week, I came into the super confident. I, I picked the Warriors, I put all all my money on it. Um, but that was before I knew Sean wasn't playing. And yeah, Rue said before we moved to player of the day, uh, yeah, Rue said, um, as crazy it sounds, they defended really well. Yeah, I thought the the D was really good at times. Um, otherwise, yeah, this could have been a 40-50 points if their defence wasn't in check. So mm. that is a positive to take out of it. Um and they've got a taste of what finals footy's like. So um they can prepare better for this week. But I think we picked the same guy, kinda hard not to, but uh player of the round or player of the, the match, sorry.
3: Yeah Cleary. Yeah Cleary wasn't it yeah it's there were other great ones. Uh Fisher Harris is awesome, but Cleary was pulling all the strings. And perfect yeah. off the boot, perfect off the boot, a try, a try assists. Yeah, almost. Yeah. almost. I think some pundits were giving him a 10 out of 10.
2: Yeah, you name it, he did it. It was a, a great performance from him. Um, so, yeah, congrats, but we'll move on. Um, we yeah. will forget that game ever happened.
3: Yes, please. Um,
2: sad day, another game, Roosters defeating the Sharks 13-12. Mm,
3: yep, nice close game, this one. Two tries each for the Sharks, Sione Katoa, Ronaldo Muletalo, two tries for the Roosters, uh, Joey Manu and uh, Sue Wong, And the only difference here, Sam Walker field goal yep. Um, the 72nd uh, minute.
2: Yeah, so um, the Roosters face plenty of adversity in this match. They lost key players to the bin with Teddy going to the bin. Manu went off injured they had heaps of other injuries as well it wasn't the the greatest match to watch um but it was a good display of heart um from the, from the Roosters here nice composure shown from Walker to get his side the win um but they have a massive task this week um facing a, a an upset Bellamy and the storm yep. um to to keep your season alive so they'll need a big a big effort, especially with all the players that are missing. But um, thoughts, you know, um, it was the Sterling Inga Cup. We're calling it Sterling Inga because your team got the win. (laughs) Um, No alphabeticals here. And, um, yeah, your predicted premiers are still in the hunt while uh, mine are um, enjoying Mad Monday. Um, But your thoughts on the Roosters?
3: Yeah, I thought very brave from the Roosters to come back and, and take the win. Despite being down at half time and losing key players throughout the match, um, my preseason prediction lives to find another day.
2: Yep. And yeah, you'd take on the Sharks.
3: This is two years in a row now. The Sharks have the Sharks make finals, but failed to win a game post regular season. Um, yeah. Happy Mad Monday, I guess, guys. Back to the drawing board for Craig Fitzgibbon and the Sharks this offseason.
2: Yeah, another season, another early exit for the Sharks. Um, they were in this match, I'll give them that, um, but they just had issues with their execution, um, nailing their conversions, and it could be a different story. Um, as Paul mentioned already, they had two missed field goals um, as well. Um, they just, when it comes to those pressure situations, unfortunately at the moment, um, the Sharks and Hines um, fall apart at the moment. That's what we've seen in the last two years of finals that um when the pressure's on they they fold
0: Kicking the um, camp at Nathan Hind.
2: yeah um and yeah they they're a long way off um from the title contenders I predicted at the beginning of the season
3: um so yeah so next year not the Sharks
2: no well I went what did I I, I rode Manly um to disaster then I rode Sharks to disaster I've got to pick another team I, I might go with Dragons Right, Dragons, Dragons, <laughs> Premiers, man. I'll, I'll turn the tide.
3: Yeah, do um, a U turn.
2: Yeah, your player to stand out,
3: uh, ah, S- Sammy Walker. I just feel like the young fella's come back well. He's had a tough year, um, he's had a couple of good games now, and he, he slotted the field goal, which was the difference. So, good on him.
2: Yeah, it's a great story. Um, wasn't good enough to be a first grader not that long ago, and now keeping their their playoff hopes of life. um thought he was great. I went with um, Sua Wong. Um, you know, young talent, kind of put into a situation that he probably wasn't ready for, maybe, and he's made every post a winner and every chance he's had this mm. year. Um, very good,
3: very good. Yeah,
2: thought he had a great game. Um, so, yeah, well, congrats to the Roosters there. We'll move to the last game. Um, the Oh, I didn't put the score on. What was the score, Richie? <laughs>
3: Was... Hey, one job.
0: It was one point, thirty to uh,
3: twenty-eight.
0: There you go. Uh, Thank after, you. That's uh,
2: after extra in 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 uh, in extra time. Yeah, there you go. Um. So yeah, the Knights Raiders, with the uh the Knights holding on.
3: Ever professional here at the standoff. Um. Yeah, five tries apiece here for the Knights. Greg Mazu, Kalen Ponga, Dom Young with two as he does, and Dane Gagai. Five tries for the Raiders, James Schiller, Trey Mooney, James Schiller again, Matt Frawley, Tom Starling. Um, yeah, went to extra time. Knights came out on top.
2: Yeah, um, match of the weekend for me. Um, the Knights are under the pump and look rattled in the first 40. Um, then that bite situation we talked about revived the impressive crowd. That crowd's crazy. Um, yeah. And um, the Knights surged back. Um had a bit of the yips towards the end. They were dropping the ball um, a little bit, let the Raiders back into the match, which forced the game into overtime. Um, but they had the experience and the cool heads um, to do what needed to be done um, for the win. Ten in a row now for the Knights, uh, and a big challenge for them to come over here and face the Warriors this week And what will hopefully be a, a pretty close comparison um, Warriors crowd compared to what they were used to in Newcastle. But uh, your take on the on the Knights.
3: And hopefully it'll be a streak ender. Um, yeah, I thought they showed incredible composure to overturn a 16-6 halftime deficit against the Green Machine who came to play. Um, Simon Simon must have been fancying his chances. Um, but it shows how far this team have come. And they'll definitely be no easy beat for the Warriors this weekend. Um, they've got a lot of weapons that can worry us, so... Uh, we'll have to ride that home crowd and, and be at our very best.
2: Yeah. And your thought on the Raiders?
3: You're so close for the Raiders. It's, it's hard not to feel sorry for them. I'm sure, I'm sure Jacko's not going to feel sorry for them. Um, yeah. I thought they played with, with great finals intensity and bashed their way up the middle. And, um, Jack White and added some bite to their attack. Um, it was nearly enough. Um, But, yeah, they lacked the class to get home once it went to extra time.
2: Yeah, um, they started this match looking fantastic. They silenced that home crowd. That crowd, you know, was rampant. And then, yeah, they were just quiet as a church mouse. Um, Then what happened happened, um, and they got back into it. But, yeah, as we've come to expect, unfortunately, um, the Raiders lost a step in the second half, um, leaving the door open for the Knights. And then they just made the wrong choices in overtime. We were talking during the game, and I said, like, that first stage, I know it wasn't golden point, so um, getting the field goal doesn't win you the game straight away, but they had set up perfectly for a field goal and then Fogarty kicked to the corner instead of taking the points on offer. And I would have taken the field goal because you get the one point, but you also get the ball back. Mm, Um, So that's what I would have done. But I'm not a half, and I – get crap from you all the time being a prop telling us what to do so i'll I'll try to stop um yeah not a great end for them but they did a lot better than anyone expected in this game people i think even paul mentioned it last week when we were doing the tips they were the knights were the were bigger favorites than the panthers at that point um Mm. you know they were the the most predictable winner and they almost lost it um, and Jacko said he was actually hoping for a Raiders win because that would have been easier than the Knights this week, even though it hurt the feel that way. I don't want to throw shade because I was kind of saying the same to Richie when we're watching the game, going the Raiders might get this here, and this this might be a better option for the Warriors facing the, the Raiders in New Zealand, um, especially winning two games over them. But there was a bit of doubt in me going – they'll still want to get us back for ruining Croker's 300. So what better way than eliminating the Warriors from the playoffs in Auckland. But it's, it's just what it is. Um, yeah. I thought it, not the way they want to go out, but I thought it was a, a great effort um, from them in the end. But I think we picked the same guy this week.
3: Yeah. in um, yeah. This
2: match. Play to stand so. out.
3: Dom, young. He, Dom man's, young. Man's a freak. Um, the Roosters have got a good one there. As they do with their sombrero, as I think I think one of the boys said that in the chat earlier, but yeah, what yeah. a pickup for them. He's he's been crazy this year and he's gonna leave them. I would have loved to have seen him stay, but he's gonna he's gonna leave for the roosters having shown some pretty hot form this year.
2: Yeah, I thought he was fantastic. He's so dangerous. Um and Jacko's kind of said it. Um the night's back five is scary, yeah. Yeah, I know there's been a lot of talk um, in the media from Willie Mason about the Knights having the worst spine around, but um, they're right up there with one of the scariest backs, back lines. You know, you've got maju and Young on your wings, Bradman Best, Dane Gagai in your centers, and Kalon Ponger out the back. That's crazy. Um, yeah, that's a, an impressive backline. line. And um, someone in the middle here just said, yeah, shut down the Knights back five by winning the middle battle i.e. AFB, Bar, Barnett and Walker. Yeah, and we've seen the Warriors do that in round one this year when they did it, and uh, Rue said, yeah, Marju's a block of granite. Maju, I still don't know how the Titans let that guy go, but um, yeah, fantastic back line. So um, that's it for the round. So, um, Paul, have you got our picks? Oh, 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 oh. You want, uh, you, you, you want the pictures you, that I sent you? Enough. Yeah. One job, just one job. They say. I send you, I send you a couple of pictures, and you can't even do it. So there is finals week one. As I said last week, it restarts. So um, after after the the finals winner was announced, um, the loser of the regular season is leading right now. Um, Richie with three out of four. You know he only got which game was it? You got the Sharks. The Sharks, game. Yeah. yeah. This is where the,
3: the, the cream rises to the top. You see.
2: They call him finals, (laughs) Richie. Yeah, Yeah. Um, and then I ended up second place um, with 50% because I picked the Warriors in the storm. Um, So I got that wrong. And then Simon, unfortunately, he only got the one. Um, He got the Panthers beating the Warriors. Um, And he's he's just given us his picks here. Um, So I'm going to quickly write them down. Um, but, yeah, congrats, Richie, on uh, getting getting ahead. You probably sealed it with how short the finals tips are. We... <laughs> let <hope. laughs> We'll see. Um, so before we um, – I think the other picture I gave you, Paul, was the road to the finals. Um, so we kind of go over it in the fixtures, but it's just showing what happens. So we've got the two games this week, um, warriors Nightstorm, storm roosters So the winner of the Warriors-Nights game will play Brisbane. And the winner of Storm um, Roosters play Panthers. So we, we won't go into um, who we're picking yet till we get to that part of the show. And I, I saw someone on Metalhead said, um, how foreign is this talking finals footy and the Warriors are still playing? Yeah, first time on the history of our show that we've got to um, keep talking about the Warriors at this point yeah. when it isn't something about dramas off the field.
3: It's so, um, it's fantastic, isn't it? Like, you got to put it into context against where we've come from the past couple of years in the COVID years, um, I think even if we were to lose this week, we'd still be pretty proud of, of how far we've come.
2: And to be honest, um, out of the six teams left, that game on Saturday, Warriors-Knights, those are the two teams that people probably wouldn't have thought would be at this point. Um, I know a few do, people I had do. the Knights. Um, a few people thought the Knights might go all right this year, but yeah, um, not too many. But yeah, we'll move on. So before we go to questions, I'll quickly go through round eight of the NRLW. Um and yeah, Ruth said we've all raised our expectations so high that we've kind of lost sight of that achievement. Hundred percent. Um yeah, it's it's kinda I like we started the year and in my review I said tenth. I'd be happy with getting tenth as a Warriors fan. That's a big improvement. And then now we're going like, you know, buddy how if we did this, this and this, we would have been in the Panthers last week, you know. This just how we change. And um, Jago said, a, a good win um, finals game will put the icing on a great season. Yeah. I think, yeah, even if they beat the Knights and then they go down to the Broncos, depending on how they go down will probably change how I think. Mm. Like, if they go down shooting, um, yeah. I'd be I'd be happy. Um,
3: Making a prelim's big either way.
2: Yeah. Um, great first start on what's hopefully the, the start of a good campaign. But NRLW round eight results... <laughs> see i'm just going to comment Brad. here it just with paul it sounds hot um, but yeah so round eight um second to last round before finals for the girls um the sharks defeated the dragons 16 to 8 broncos defeated the tigers 22 to 8 the the game of the, the round um knights defeated the roosters 20 to 4 the reason that happened was because my girl millie wasn't playing um and then the Raiders defeated the Cowboys 34-12. And then the defeated the Eels 34-12. So same score in the last two games there. Um, but, yeah, so they're into their final round before finals. But um, before we go into all of that, questions. I saw Paul start quite a few this week, so I think we've got a couple.
0: Yeah, so we'll, we'll kick off with um, with, with Jacko there. Uh, Akin rumoured to be on at Dolphins, true or false?
2: What do you mean by on jacko do you mean on the outer
0: um, oh, he's, he's not there I don't know he, he, he's no. already there
2: <laughs> um oh yeah I assume on the outer, on the outer I have, I haven't I haven't heard anything but um wouldn't surprise me they've got a lot of young talent he's probably taken a bit of coin yeah so he's uh, jacko said yeah on the outer so yeah, I understand you jacko I, I fill in the gaps um, it wouldn't surprise me. He hasn't really hit the ground running there. He's probably on a bit of coin that they might want to use elsewhere. So potentially, maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. What about you, Richie?
3: Hadn't heard anything, but yeah. Um, with When you look at who they've got coming in, Herbie Farworth, Averillo, um, unless they're wanting to switch him into the back row like the Warriors did, yeah. Um, their, their back I five's going to be pretty stacked. Uh, I think players. that's his
2: only option there, is being moved to the forwards again um, yeah. with who they got coming in. But, mm. yeah. Anyone else, Paul? Or do you want to answer it as well?
0: I oh, know. I'll, I'll, I'll ask <laughs> Where did this week's team selection leave Volkman?
2: Playing playing um, in the finals in New South Wales Cup, Ru. You do yeah. a show. You should know this. This is basic.
3: <laughs> yeah. <we> um, <laughs>
2: No, yeah, I know what he means. Um, it's interesting. We did hear noise. I think we mentioned it a few weeks ago that there was kind of some rumours that he um, potentially was looking at Super League. Um, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, we've, we haven't heard anything concrete. Um, it's, it is kind of a, you know, you're the, meant to be the number two, number seven. The number one's number seven goes down and you don't get picked to play um, might be a bit of a, a show on, on where they see him right now. So I really don't know. Um, I could see him sticking around and, and getting some more game time. I could also see him ending up in super league, um, especially with guys like Chanel coming back and um, Luke Metcalf kind of taking over. Hmm.
3: Um,
2: and yeah, Jago said Lee Volks and Cup, but is it the right call or is he too young to retire? Yeah, he's too young. He is too young to go to Super League. I think he's still got a, a big shelf life. Um, but I also think it could also be the opposite where they, um, the New South Wales Cup team's got a big match this week. They win, they go into the grand final, and they really need him. So it could even be that going like, we um, we can probably do okay quite- without you.
0: The Warriors haven't got a chance, therefore we'll uh, we'll, we'll go for the second tier pride.
2: <laughs> it's not a second tier pride. New South Wales Cup would be a great uh, trophy to get. Um, but yeah, you got any any else on that, Richie?
3: Um, yeah, I, I know. Watching Volkman play against against the Dolphins, um, he didn't really give the best account of himself. He's been performing the house down in New South Wales Cup, but that's a whole different ball game. Um, yeah, I just think maybe the step the step to finals is uh, probably a step too big for him right now. And yeah, who knows where, where that leaves him going forward. Like you say, Brad, Chanel coming in, uh, we've got some good cover in the positions that he plays. So,
2: I would like to see him have a go with the forward pack though. Uh, you know, admittedly, the forward pack he had for the Dolphins wasn't top tier if he... You know how does he go at seven behind Tohu, Adam Fanor, Blake, Barnett, and all that? And yeah, so I said New South Wales Cup, um, the NRL before the NRL. Exactly. Yeah, you got to win that one too. Uh, we've got to we got to leave with a trophy somewhere. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, Jack, I said Volks can play. I really hope we don't lose him. Yeah, I I'm still not sold. Like if you gave him the keys to drive this Warriors team right now, I'm not convinced. But I think there's still um, a lot of growth in him, and he could actually do something. Um, if given the
3: chance,
0: mm. so last week you're talking about the lack of direction and how Sean Johnson was missed. Would you play Sean Johnson this week, even if his leg wasn't up to kicking? Yeah, so someone else would got to do the kicking, but would you still have him on the pitch? Yeah, he, he,
2: he his playing game is something we, we could use. Um, I think he can this is all smoke screens, they just wanted to give him an extra week off. He wasn't, he's not even hurt. Um, I'm not. I'm not listening to this rubbish. The Warriors are doing. The mind games sure. don't fool me. Um, I think. I it, think if he's it,
3: not good enough to kick, he's probably barely good enough to run. So
0: it's, it's, it's different stress on the, um, yeah, different stress on the legs and stuff. So um, you do see some players, especially Robbie Uni, come back who, yeah, don't take up the kicking duties because hey, it'll it'll
3: ping. Part of the real yeah. benefit of having Sean players at the end to our sets and how how he gets us repeat sets and his long kicking game so
2: yeah I think yeah if he if he can't actually do his long kicking game then I don't see why you'd push him but you know
0: yeah I I, I expect him to play it wasn't, but wasn't so much about that before, yeah, if, yeah whether he we would not um, then um, Mikey says why is Ponga playing after the KO? Because it's finals
2: um, the Knights need him um, yeah, there was a lot of talk about that. Um, Paul, before they got their game-winning penalty against the Raiders, he got a hit and a tackle, knocked his head on the ground, and looked like he was on another planet, which is what happens with Kalen Ponga in most games when he gets a head knock. Um, but he didn't get taken off for an HIA. He kicked the the penalty goal. Um, and yeah, like Ruth said, it's a superstar rule. Um, we kind of talked about it last week, didn't we, Richie, about would the HIA stand downs actually happen in finals? It has with Suali'i, but um, Suali'i is a great player, but he's not, like, I fully don't expect it to happen to a Ponga, to a Cleary. I think if things like that happen with those guys, they're going to magically be absolutely fine.
3: Um, I was wondering if Ponga, there was an element of him trying to milk a penalty. I think they got pinged for offside anyway, but he probably didn't know that. Know that
2: at the time yeah yeah. And I think if he was knocked too early he probably wouldn't be able to kick a conversion yeah uh, or a penalty goal so i think he was fine
3: um, he, he he bounced back up once he saw there was a penalty in his team's favor
0: God, yeah. play acting hearing me dirty dirty yeah dirty yeah. player yeah. um and uh, look with the what was it, five missed drop goals um in deciding that uh in, in losing efforts last weekend uh, how happy are you with um with your drop goals? Uh, for the teams uh, coming up this weekend.
2: I'm fine with it if Sean's playing and control
3: Sean, Sean's great Sean knows how to do it. Sean's yeah. done
2: it a lot for us this year. Um
3: he's not George Ford but he's Sean Johnson. Right. He can do yeah, it. There you
2: go. There you go. So Jacko said um the roosters not the match officials stood so will he down which is credit to them. Yeah so even the NRL officials weren't gonna do the eleven day stand down for him. So yeah it's completely the everything's off in finals they don't care. Um Oh, yeah, Sean um Knights. I have uh oh, Knights, they got Ponga. Ponga can do it. Um then Storm, they got Munster, and um Roosters have got Walker who did it last week. So I think all of them have that ability um this week. So the chokers are all gone now. Um so that was all those questions. Now um there was a question we got last week that I completely forgot. Um um, Andrew, the editor at Nothing But League, sent me a question last week and yeah, I completely forgot to write it down. So um it was still kind of relevant. So I've brought it in, Richie. Mm. Um his question to us was as Warriors fans, what would be your ideal time slot for a home semi-final or preliminary final? So we got the the home semi this week. For you as a fan, what is an ideal time? They've got it's what, six o'clock on Saturday. Yeah. I'm more than happy with six.
3: Um I'm I'm pretty happy with six as well, to be fair. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. Six uh, it's usually the six, six or eight. I'm, mm. I'm happy with, um, and I prefer the Saturday. Sometimes it's a bit of a, a stressful day trying to get there on a Friday after work and whatnot. So Saturday at six, I'm more than happy with.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, eight, eight's a bit late. So if you want to be, if you're if, you, if you're trying to catch the uh, youth audience, you want to try and get kids watching these sort of games, mm. then I think six is a better a better time slot than uh, than eight. So you can put it on. i don't
2: care about the kids mate (laughs) yes i care about watching
0: it for myself The less kids there better Um, see um yeah so we got so yeah mr selfish brad um Mm. and then um i say the uh uh yeah there's me thinking about the, the, the the greater audience and the audience for the years to come brad doesn't give a shit
2: nope i care about me um yeah and Simon said six works because it's four in the afternoon in the eastern states in Australia the only place it might be is the northern hemisphere time zone um and yeah Simon said kids of the future that's why we have to stop them now so um yeah so hopefully that answered your question Andrew and apologies again for forgetting um to ask it last week um we'll go with your one because it kind of goes into what was already asked a little bit
3: so my question to you was: With the advantage of hindsight, do you think Walker and Tamari Martin in the halves, given S.J.'s injury, was the right move, or would you have gone gone another way? With the benefit of hindsight, of course.
2: I told you, mate. Adam Finol Blake in the halves. Was, but but seriously, right in the face. Um, I I would have done Tamari and Volkman. Um, you know they had already played the week before together in the Dolphins game. Middley, they didn't. You know, do that well, but as I said, it you know behind the Warriors forward pack, it seems that's the like for like. Um, would have been great if Webby had listened to me a few weeks earlier and brought Tamati in early um, in that game that Metcalf got injured, because then we'd have Metcalf as well. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, and it's the benefit of hindsight. You know, Walker and T M might have killed it, and we could have won this game, and we wouldn't be going. What would we do? But. Yeah, I I think bringing Walker into the halves kind of affects you in two ways because I don't feel he's as good in the halves as they would want him to be. And you miss him coming off the bench, which has been a real strength for the Warriors is his impact coming off um, the bench at like the 20 to 30 minute mark. So by having him in the halves, you lose that sting. Um, There were a few other guys. I think it was Fonzie kind of was on the radio and made a comment about the The Warriors try to use Surinan as Walker in this game, and that didn't yeah. work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in hindsight, um, yeah, I would have gone with Volkman. I know Voltman, he's not the finished product, has some issues in defence, but um, yeah, I think he's got the second best kicking game in the club um, right now, out of current players. So it seems the right idea. If you, you're going to, you need a kicking game against Penrith.
3: Uh,
2: but, yeah, I don't know. What about, um, what did you reckon? I know it was your question, but.
3: Um, yeah, at the time, I, I definitely agreed with, with what what Webby rolled rolled out. Um, I could see the logic in it. They're both probably stronger defensively than, than um, young Volkman, but obviously with hindsight and we know the way the game went down, it would have been interesting to see uh, Volkman in the halves and what difference he might have made.
2: Yeah, and uh, someone metalhead um, mentioned how good was Ali Leotaua, um, potential centre pairing with RTS in the and 4 season. He killed it in that New South Wales Cup game um, in the weekend, and I think I said it to you. Um, if he didn't get injured after that Raiders game, I think he would be the starting centre instead of Rocco Berry right now. Mm. Um he did nothing wrong um and yeah he killed it and I think he's a definite shot to leapfrog all those other centers um to to go in um he has to be playing first grade at some point next year for sure um definite talent um and yeah Jacko said voltman's tough he played with a compound busted finger for over half a game yeah he did he's a tough tough little nugget um so yeah I, I would have I would have put my money on him and given him a bit of a confidence boost saying um, go out there and um, you know prove that that dolphins game was a one off but it's in the past now. Um my game my question to you we got a taste of uh, extra time footy in that Knights Raiders clash would you prefer to see that in the regular season as opposed to the the cheap golden point? Um no
3: I like the cheap golden point. I was even wanting it to be golden point in this finals game. Um, I kind of like the helter skelter. It, it adds to the to the extra time, you know. Uh, adds a bit of nerves, and and I think you know every every teams on edge, knowing that a field goal could come at any time, and um, the margins can be fine, like we saw in the Raiders versus Warriors game, where. Jamal Fogarty kicked the bomb. That just went a little bit too far and gifted us a seven tackle set. That was enough. We got we yeah. march up the field and, and win. Um yeah, I just I don't know. The I, I just think that's that's quite cool. So I, I would be in favour of keeping that regular season. Um, I even thought it would add it would be quite cool seeing that in that night's Raiders game. And we could have seen the Raiders pop a field, well, as as we saw, they don't really have the ability of popping a field goal over, but um, maybe Fogarty I, takes maybe Fogarty takes a shot at it instead of ignoring the option.
2: I think that one where they, they got in good position, I think he would have nailed that if he had gone for it. He had plenty of time. Yeah. Um, and then um, everyone said, yeah, just stay at 80 minutes for me. They'll go for drop goals anyway. Um, yeah, I mean,
3: in a regular season, it's you don't want to see extra time just drag on the game. I mean golden point
2: or have a draw yeah and um, like jack said for over 100 years a draw was a draw but apparently now we need excitement extra time and finals is all we need yeah i i can take it or leave it um uh, i'm happy if they regular season draw and then in knockout games you you bring that in um i don't mind it as much because now with sean back the warriors can actually win in golden point yeah so, <laughs> Um, I don't mind. And I don't mind the extra time. I I wouldn't even mind if they wanted to do it. Um, Simon said he thinks the current system's fine. Um, Even if they put a change on it where they followed my my lovely NFL, where um, you go into, like, your golden point. If you score a touchdown, the game's over. If you kick a field goal, um, the opposition team gets one um, more drive to try to, um, you know, get the win back. So it's because they were over people just banging a, a field goal from like halfway and ending the game. But um, it's a bit different in the League because it's not you can really milk a drive in the NFL where you a five tackle set you might not necessarily get all the way to tie mm-hmm. it up or get a try. But yeah, I think it will stay the same. But I was running out of questions um to ask you. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> so um we'll move on to week two. So if Paul can bring up our team for the Warriors. Um so Warriors playing Knights uh Saturday night at six o'clock I'll let you go down the the Warriors. It's um, saying Jacko <laughs> said for a proper overthinking extra time. Um yeah. props all think about being that match winner in Golden Point. It's it's what our dream is
3: yeah yeah true. Brad's always fantasized about kicking an extra-time field goal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Warriors line up. Uh, f- at fullback, CNK, as always. The wingers, Dallin Martinez-Lesniak, Marcelo Montoya. The centres, Rocco Berry, Adam Pompey. The halves, Tamari Martin, and Sean Johnson's been named. Good news. Uh, the forward pack, front row, Adam Fanor blake Mitch Barnett, Wade Egan. Each back rollers, Jackson Ford, Maratini Kore lock and captain tohu Harris interchange bench Dylan Walker Jazz Tevanga, Bailey siren and Josh Curran.
2: yeah so it's um it's exactly the same team that was announced last week um yep. including the extended bench um the same 23 players um not a bad team um I was happy with that team last week as well um yep. kind of it all imploded with the sJ news of course but um yeah I think that's a, a good enough team to to do the job would there have been any changes you would have made
3: no, everyone available. I would. I'm happy with that. Um, yeah, I don't know. How about you? Because that's that's pretty much full strength.
2: Yeah, I think I'd be happy with it. The only thing, maybe, I might have switched Curran and Ford around. Um, yeah, I think Curran's recent form's been better than Ford's, even though Ford's been amazing all year. I think Curran mm-hmm. showed a bit of spark. We saw that in that Panthers game when he came on, yeah. things actually started to happen.
3: Um, but, they, actually, they actually waited quite a while before putting uh, Josh Curran on the field. I yeah,
2: and in my preview that I do at the end of my reviews every week, I said I don't mind if Curran's on the bench as long as they actually bring him on a bit earlier this time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. But we'll go on to the Knights. So um, they've had a few outs, as we talked about. But skipper Kalen Pong is out the back. Um, then no, the, the terrifying wingers, Dom Young and Greg Maju. Um, then Best and Gagai in the centres, then we've got Tyson Gamble and Adam Clune in the halves um, Jacob Sofidi, Phoenix Crossland and Leo Thompson in the front row Tyson Frizell and Dylan Lucas in the second row and then Adam Elliott um, at lock um, then interchange we've got Kurt Mann, Daniel Sofitti, uh good old Jack Etherington and Matt Croker um, still not a bad night side, I know yep. they've got some outs there but it's Very still good. dangerous I said the, the the back five are, are terrifying. Um, mm. Gamble Gamble, when he's in his mode, he, he can do some good things. Clune solid, and it's a decent forward pack. Um, maybe Heatherington will help us out with a Simbin or two, that'd be um, nice. But yeah, so who have you got? Warriors, I'm, Knights, who are you picking?
3: I've got to back the boys at home. Yeah, yeah, I have to.
2: Yeah, I've gone that too. Um it's, I don't think it's going to be like a, a massive win or anything. I think it will be another tight game like we saw from the Knights Raiders game. Mm. Um, but at home in front of a picked out crowd, you were there at the last one in 2008 yep. when we played the Roosters and how um crazy the atmosphere was. I think this will probably even go above that. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think um, the they'll ride the fans home. Um, They got G as the the ref again, which is a bit of a concern. But um hopefully the the home crowd can help him do his job better.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, hopefully. Um, And Paul, um, bring you in for for Simon's pick. Uh
0: yeah, Simon's gone with the Warriors.
2: Yeah. Um, so all three of us pick the Warriors. We we might have a one-game multi here, or potentially two. (laughs) Um Friday night, though, the the game kicking it all off is uh, the Storm Roosters. So I've gone with the Storm. I know they didn't play well last week, but they don't play two bad games in a row, and I think the Roosters have got far too many of their key players out. Um, if Joey, Manu, and the likes were all playing, I might have gone with the Roosters here. But I think I think your premiers are done now, Richie.
3: I think so too, mate. I, yeah, too much heavy artillery and their outside backs missing this week. Yeah. And the Storm Storm will be hurting. They're missing Pappy and Coates, but I think I think the Storm have a lot more depth in, in their in their back line. They've got some pretty good depth there. They can still bring in bring in some pretty good handy players.
2: Yeah. And Jacko said the same. Storm will bounce back and demolish the chuckies. And what did um Simon say, Paul?
3: Yeah, we've
0: got the storm as well. The uh dollar eighty two sorry, twenty eight favourites, roosters at uh, three fifty five, let's be honest. The Roosters have been in the bottom half of the uh, bottom half of the league for most of the uh, season. They only snuck in at the end there. So look, they're um, they're lucky to be where they are. Where they are, to be honest. Mm.
2: So we've we got a we got a two game multi.
0: <laughs> two game multi, yes.
2: The, this there might be the first time in some time we've agreed on every game in a round. Um,
0: so it, it does two mean, games, yes, so the, uh, that uh, the finals, Richie will will be leading next week in the yeah yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, well, as I said, I think he's already got it. And, yeah, Simon said two-game multi. Um, yeah. Uh, I think we've had a two-game multi when there was eight games and we still got it wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Um, but, yeah, um, I think probably, it yeah. should
0: be two dollars make $3.94 if it win, if it, if it completes. So there we go. All right. Yeah, I,
2: I already put my multi down for this game. Um, I threw some Rugby Union World Cup ones in just to try to help me out a little bit um but we'll see um so yeah before we go on to super league um the final round of the nrlw um is kicking off on thursday um with the tigers playing the knights then uh, we got two games on Saturday: roosters playing the cowboys and dragons playing the broncos and they ended on sunday with the eels and sharks and the raiders titans so then we'll have um the teams we need for finals um and, yeah, Jacko said two-game multi. God likely means Knights and Chooks win. <laughs> yeah.
3: If that happens, I'm done for the year. <laughs>
2: yeah. um, well, then you, you're one step closer to your Premier's taking it out.
3: Yeah, I'll um, hang on to that.
2: Hang on to that. So um, that's it for the NRL, um, which means Jacko is going to abandon us. Um, cheers again for joining us, Jacko. We'll quickly go into overseas um, Super League. Um, top four remain the same, Richie. Wigan's still in first. Catalans in second, St. Helens in third, and Lee fourth. Wakefield, the ones we always talk about sitting at the bottom of the ladder, they showed some effort. They just lost to Catalans, which um, is a great effort um, for them, but they still remain a certainty to be relegated. So, um, yeah, Catalans only got through against Wakefield 18-10, and Simon's got some news, so before I go, the rest of the round. Um, he said, just to let you guys know with the related news of Super League Toulouse um, may be in financial uh, trouble. Um, there's talks that they might be going into bankruptcy, and it would be a shame. Um, yeah, be a shame. Yeah, it would be a shame. Um, that's the negative of when you get relegated, though. That's why I'm not a fan of relegation. Um, I feel like it kind of guts the teams that get relegated because the players don't want to, you know, play in the next tier down and it falls apart. But money's a big issue with Super League all over the place at the moment. Um, I want to dig into that a bit more when we have a bit more time. Um, There's lots of trouble um, money-wise for the Super League. It's kind of falling apart. But um, back to the games. Hull KR defeated Uddersfield 26-18. St. Helens defeated Leeds 22-12. Castleford defeated Hull Hull FC 29-12. Wigan um, put on a bit of a show.
3: Oh, yeah, they did.
2: Um, They defeated Leeds 15-0. And then uh, Salford defeated Warrington 24-20. Um, and then we got some good games this week. So Warrington are playing St. Helens. Lee are playing Wakefield. Uh, Wigan versus Castleford. Hull FC versus Udersfield, Catalans versus Leeds. And then Hull KR versus Salford. Um, so a couple of good matches in there. Um, we'll see if Wakefield can... Um, Build on their tight loss, um, to go up against another top four team and try to get a win. And, um, we'll see what more damage Wigan can do as they keep rolling forward. Um, anything else you want to add, Richie? Uh, I'm just,
3: uh, looking for obviously looking forward to the game this weekend. I hope, I hope, um, all you people that have been chatting with us tonight, uh, enjoy the game and, and send all all your good, good vibes through the screen, or if you go into the game, that's great. But yeah, it's in, send the boys all the, all your energy and good luck. Cause mate, us, if we were to win this weekend at home, that would be massive. And, and making a prelim, uh, irrespective of the, of the result would be huge for us. So
2: fingers crossed. 100%, 100%. Yeah. hundred percent. really looking forward to it. I know, um, I'll get to talk about the experience what it's like in the stadium when we review the game next week and then you can also fill in what it was like watching it at home yeah um and see if the what i was hearing and seeing at the game if it came through on the tv screen like it did with the night's crowd hopefully it does and um we'll see, go the warriors yeah it's um great weekend um really looking forward to it still very nervous but um yeah really enjoying talking about it next week Hopefully. If we are on the right side of the, the result. Um, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us tonight on the standoff with Brandon Richie for your weekly update on rugby league. Tune in to the show next week at 8 p.m. on Wednesday here on Facebook and YouTube or at your convenience on iHeartRadio and Spotify. Uh, just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Cheers for joining me again, Richie. And Cheers. thank you, Paul, for your help in the background. And good night, everyone.